I, I think the poet or the filmmaker or the musician, the poet must not avert his eyes. You must not avert your eyes. This is what is coming at us. Welcome to One Good Thing, the podcast that always has a warm welcome for the boys and girls in rubber in their cave. I'm Poison. Poison Paul. I'm the Joker. Am I in this one? <laughs> oh no. Oh damn. Uh, Where did all of these spunked in condoms come from? Not, I'm not that Joker, you twat. <laughs> Hang on, let me see who else is here. <laughs> Ice! Ice to see you, and I'm Paul Ice. <laughs> I'm Ice Danny Man. DeVito, I'm just gonna fucking be here, okay? <laughs> I don't even remember if I tried to do that. I'm gonna be fucking here, okay? And I'm Scarecrow, I don't know my accent. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so today we shall be giving the poison kiss to Joel Schumacher's Batman and Robin. The fourth entry in the Batman series, the second one directed by Joel Schumacher, and the first one not to be nominated for any Oscars. This Ice Cold Thriller was recommended by TV in Space. One sci-fi lover and one reluctant viewer make an occasionally immature podcast about Star Trek, Doctor Who, The Orville, and other bits and pieces of sci-fi. They were gonna do TV on ground, but we've already spearheaded that one, haven't we? I do a minute-by-minute analysis of garden design with Charlie Dimmock, and Paul, you spend 50 straight minutes talking about... What was it? Alan Titchmarch, his, but not his gardening career. So yeah, check out TV on Ground and uh, be sure to check out TV in Space. Thanks for that, guys. Um, the film was released in 1997 and it received a frosty reception from critics. Oh. Yeah, as you could say, it was the bane of their existence. I don't get it. Oh. Well, I mean, you could also say they fucking hated it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're on point today, Salt. Remember that character fucking hates. So, Peter Rayner at the, uh, I've just read New Times, said, um, bring earplugs to Batman and Robin. A pair of nose plugs wouldn't hurt either. He saw it in a garbage, um, bin. Right. Those <laughs> garbage bins. I tell you, Paul, the only people who hated it more than professional film critics were the public. Amazon customer, writing for um, The Telegraph, actually, uh, (laughs) said the cover pictured is the release with extras. I received the vanilla release. I hate the film. I just wanted the Smashing Pumpkins music video. I mean, YouTube? Damn. (laughs) Buying a whole DVD and then just, like, blotting it out with paint and writing in (laughs) pen, Smashing Pumpkins, (laughs) the beginning is the end is the beginning, or the the other one. Um, That person's identical twin, Amazon customer, um, said, gave it one star, saying, the subtitles won't turn off. (laughs) (laughs) That's the entirety of his review. That's a pain, actually, because I think the last thing you want to be drawn to here (laughs) is the dialogue. I mean, it might distract you from the headache-inducing visuals. You can try. You have to close your eyes, though, and then that would render the point of subtitles null and void. <laughs> I tell you this, Paul. The only people who hate Batman and Robin more than the critics and the public are the people who made it. Oh. Director Joel Schumacher said, Look, I apologise. I want to apologise to every fan that was disappointed because I think I owe them that. Uh, screenwriter Akiva Goldsmith, who subsequently won an Oscar for A Beautiful Mind, hmm. uh, said, What got lost in Batman and Robin is the emotions aren't real. <laughs> 
What, uh-huh. what, what happened with Batman and Robin was we <laughs> did it bad. <laughs> we did it bad. Sorry, everyone. Meanwhile, Batman, George <laughs> Clooney said, um, I actually thought I destroyed the franchise until they, somebody brought it back years later and changed it. By somebody, yeah, by somebody, I think of course he meant Christopher Nolan, who mm-hmm. made the three most commercially and critically successful Batman movies ever made and basically reinvigorated the entire genre. Mm. Some fucking guy. Oh, maybe he watched the Adam West ones and went, uh, this is amazing! <laughs> oh, they did such a good job. this came out this year. <laughs> I love how they blend fun times with bat times. Um, i tell you who hated even more than all those people you said <laughs> is uh, Ollie Thurman from Video Negative Podcast. Yeah. When uh, we were fishing for one good things from everybody, um, I also got, well, we also got uh-huh. a critical piece from him. Ooh. Recently, I've been seeing people lionize this film as misunderstood or even good, an experiment gone wrong with the makings of a decent film, which I just can't abide. Say what you want about nipples, ice puns, the campiness, and all the stuff people point to as redeemable qualities in that annoying, laugh-out-loud kind of way. Lol, he uh, he, he wrote. Oh, did he write that? You know the uh, acronym. When it comes down to it, it is and always will be an atrocious film. There's some things here and there that are mirth-worthy. Mirth-worthy. <laughs> That's a good word. <laughs> But you have to trudge through some real muck to get them. But overall, it's just a cortex-crushingly bad film. Too long and slow to say excited by it, with a barely-there performance from Clooney that had barely registered on an EKG monitor. Leaden, lousy, and no fun to watch at all. I doubt I'll be convinced otherwise. Wow. Mm. Paul, exciting news. What? We've got an OGT3, man. You didn't know we did, but we do. Fuck off. No, I do, we do, we do. We actually do. And that is the incredibly subtle presence. You may not have actually seen him in the film. Um, Batman. Oh, free to a man, free in a bush, free, free. No non-fiction Threeman today, but yes, <laughs> Batman. It was in Batman versus Superman, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was. <laughs> and he was in Suicide Squad, and yeah. here's his OG Threeman. Car. Well, <laughs> welcome, you big cape twat. <laughs> you better put a deeper frown on that cowl. <laughs> well, Paul, you. Ice, 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 snow person. What's the one thing you never leave the cave without? The the excellent computer desktop setup that Alfred has, giving Clark <laughs> Kent a run for his money yes. in the DC universe. Fuck me, that thing's optimised. Um, he's a mad hacker, and he has this plush monitor. Did you see it? It's as thin as your TV. Yeah. Like, I remember my monitor from the 90s, and it was as big as a burger van. <laughs> It was a burger van. He just kept showing up and <laughs> expecting schoolwork from it. Expecting the, uh, the hit PC CD-ROM game Black and White to start playing. <laughs> yeah, I guess trying like to pick classic. up the burgers and throw them like they were pawns into the, over the mountains, which is what I did do for Black and White. And you I did just spent fe- my time. You did feel like a god when you did that, when you hurled those burgers over the fucking counter. Have you ever held a freshly picked burger in your hand, Paul, <laughs> and not felt like felt a god? Its fi- felt its fear beneath your fingertips. <laughs> Paul, that sounds like a grotesque nightmare. Um, What happens in Batman and Robin? (laughs) Well, (laughs) no time for that bullshit. Mr. Uh Freeze is robbing a bank. What's he fucking doing that for? Wait, that was a bank? It's a bank of diamonds. (laughs) It's a bank of diamonds and dinosaurs. A museum? Yes. robbing a museum because there is a diamond there. It could have been a bank. Batman and Robin. Batman. 
And we, Robin. Batman and Robin both go off to um, stop Solve Mr. It. Freeze. We're yes. one minute into the film at this point. I mean, we did. We have neglected to mention the headache-inducing opening credit sequence in which text flew away from you, but then at you as well. Yeah. We did both. Then we had a long sequence of um, butts getting squeezed into some latex. Yes. Um, and nipples getting squeezed into some butts. And then... <laughs> We saw them drive off in their respective vehicles. Yeah. Um, where they fight with M- Professor Freeze. Yes. Played by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. Allow me to break the ice. My name is Freeze. Learn it well. For it's the chilling sound of your doom. And his goons, his ice fugs. Yes, God, there's at least six of them. Oh, God. So what happens is Robin throws a punch at an ice goon, and the ice goon gets hit and falls down. Batman then throws a punch at an ice goon, and an Mm. ice goon falls down. An ice goon throws a punch at Batman. He jumps up and kicks him, and he falls down. Then another ice goon comes and kicks another ice goon. It's a bit confusing. Then Batman kicks another ice goon. Just try and imagine this for, like, 12 minutes. Yes, kill them! Kill them! Yes! Destroy! He starts to run away, uh, Mr. Freeze. Well, yes, he successfully runs away, having climbed into a rocket, which then gets launched into the sky, which yeah. Robin rescues Batman from, yeah. and they surf back down to street level, chase him through a sewer. Dick Grayson thinks he can take uh, Freeze downtown Yeah. Um, to the... Ice cream parlour. That's the one. I was trying to think of an ice pun. <laughs> take take him downtown and uh, he doesn't because uh, no. as he leaps towards Mr. Freeze he stays freeze, uptown yeah he magically forgets that he has a freeze gun and Mr. Freeze freezes him yeah just he freezes I- him good. he ices him up like yeah. a kipper and, and he says ice cubes up your butt oh ice coming from the east he says <laughs> Like the sun, probably. And, uh, like the sun doesn't. Yeah. So he, oh, yes, we cut to a laboratory. Oh, yes. God, in the of middle course. of fucking nowhere. Yeah. In a weird set jungle set. And we meet up with Pamela Ivy. Isling? Isling. Um, it's important that she has that secret identity so that she can remain incognito. Yes. She um, she just needs an eye mask. That's good enough. <laughs> she finds out that she's trying to create plants that can defend themselves. She finds out that her boss, played by a fucking lunatic... Not Andy Dick. Not Andy Dick is creating a terrible race of um, super soldiers, starting with Bane. Yeah. So he he's wheeled in, pumped yeah. full of venom. Mm. And uh, he is uh, with the aim of selling him to the highest bidder out yeah. of the lineup of naked gun-style um, Middle Eastern leaders yeah. that are standing there in, yes. in, in, in turbans and... I won the bidding. You think that gives you power over me? God, if only that would have happened. Because what does happen is he's <laughs> yeah. pumped full of venom yeah. and he comes out and you know the Bane that we all know and love. Yeah. That's in the in The, the one I have a plushie of. Oh! <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. one. The, 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 the lovely, eloquent mastermind figured yeah. out Bruce Wayne's uh, identity nice and early. Yep, and uh, almost immediately he just shows up in Gotham and been born in a prison, just figures it out, and then sets about ruining his life. Yeah, for like a year of the comics, like yeah. he breaks Bane, he breaks Batman, breaks his own back, he breaks his own back, and then sticks it in Batman, <laughs> and that that causes him to go out of action for like a year while some religious nut job takes over. Yeah, so like, but you know, he, all of those qualities made it into this film, and so he stands there and says, "Bane." Yeah, he's super strong. Pamela Ivy gets pushed into a big vat of chemicals. She objects to it. Yeah, she objects yeah. to it and gets pushed into a big vat of chemicals and turns into poison ivy, because why not? I am nature's arm. Her spirit. Her will. Help. I am Mother Nature. Um, she sure. kills um, not Andy Dick. Yeah. 
and she and Bane make for Gotham City because oh, because she um has a bone to pick with Bruce Wayne. Oh, I almost Bruce said Wayne. Bruce Willis, but probably uh, Bruce Willis. Probably they She'll were. Get, but he was together. next on the list, and they just never got round okay. to it on the brides. Uh, list of, of targets is yes. Bruce Wayne brackets George Clooney <laughs> number one number two Bruce Willis yeah. number three Vivica A. Fox who's also in this yeah oh, two birds with one stone oh thank god so yeah she uh, confronts Bruce Wayne at an opening of a telescope she's got an environmental bone to pick with uh, George Wayne the very best kind of bone yeah a lot of people laugh at her yep in very funny ways yes and then, in ridiculous ways meanwhile Alfred's dying and his yeah. niece shows up um, wow! Played by Alicia Silverstone, yeah, who shows up um, yeah. in order to have a bit of a pout and also to steal a motorbike, steal a motorbike, yep, and um, go off on a road rage, yeah, race. yeah. Anyway, Batman can't be worried about all this about Alicia Silverstone stalling bikes and Alfred yeah. dying and fucking some weird Uma Thurman chick showing up and accusing him of not being brutal enough, yeah. I mean, he's got more important things to worry about. He's got to try and lure a crazy Arnold Schwarzenegger mm. to a charity event. What is this? Um, he sets up a charity fundraiser, which will feature Batman and Robin there. Yeah. Uh, inconspicuous enough, I guess. The idea that br- billionaire, brillionaire, Bruce, brillionaire, brillionaire, Bruce Willis. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Good enough. Brillionaire Bruce Willis will set up a fucking charity event that he won't attend, but his best mate Batman and Robin will. Yes. I think Bruce Wayne might be Robin. No. Oh. Yeah. No, that explains it actually. Yeah, he's never in the same room at the same time except that yeah. time. Massively pre- prepubescent. Yep. Bad with girls. <laughs> Bruce Wayne. But the uh, in the middle of a perfectly harmless charity misogynist auctioning off of women. Oh yeah, um, perfectly harmless. Like We've all that. done it. In the yeah. middle of this lovely, lovely bit about you know selling off some women for sexual purposes, a mm-hmm. uh, fucking poison ivy shows up and enchants everyone with her weird pink CGI. Yeah, that gets in your ears and makes you all weird. Yes, it does, and people start bidding for her. Yes, which I'm sure she's fine with. Yes, Batman, vigilante crime fighter, uh, Batman, yeah. places a one million dollar bid on Pamela Ivy. The, yeah. uh, poison Ivy, thereby um, demonstrably proving that he's a billionaire, greatly narrowing down the list of people he could possibly be. To yeah. Bruce Wayne. Who well, the fuck that- hasn't figured this out yet? Even Bane did, and he's an idiot. <laughs> but Robin bets two million. Yeah. And Batman says, I have a credit card with my name on it. And the yeah. other one says, that's not a bet, three million. And then they just, um, yeah, before anything can happen, Dr. Freeze yeah. attacks the ball. There's another Old long Doctor Freeze. Sequence. Old Doctor Freeze. There's PhD. <laughs> MD. There's a long I'll take he's, a, he's a he's a doctor of linguistics. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, he 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 turns up. The ice goons all attack and there's another 17 minute long fight between yeah. uh, Bruce Wayne I really, and what, Robin. what happens? Oh, fuck me. Um I think uh, at least one person uh scuffs his knee. Oh. Yeah, and another one gets um minced. He gets put into a mincer oh, and turned okay. into ground beef, which is then eaten by several dogs. Oh, does anyone get punched? No. Um, they have a long chase scene. Yeah. And then Mr. Freeze gets away, but then Batman catches him in a frame. Blink, and you would quite literally miss it. I did, because yes. I was eating a salad. You were eating a salad again. Yeah. Trying to f- sustain your body so that you could watch more Batman and Robin <laughs> in what is clearly a fruitless exercise. Literally. <laughs> 
Um, it's like painting the Golden Gate Bridge. As soon as you're done, you have to start again. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Dick, um, Robin. I don't yeah. know if we made that clear. Dick is Robin. Robin's a dick. Oh, oh shit! I spoiled it. Spoiled the movie. <sighs> no point now no nope. that's the whole fun of it you didn't Han's- know who batman and robin were he's he's pissed because batman disabled his bike he was going to do a sick jump and batman was like no 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 i do the sick jumps around yeah. here and his bike turned off yeah and he was left roaring unconvincingly at the sky he decides he's going to try and ruin someone else's fun action sequence and uh goes and fucks up alicia silverstone's race he does actually yeah yeah and then when they get home and he's like hey what's up with you being a dick and taking mm. my bike and she's like, yeah, well, the person you love most in all the world is dying. So there. Yeah. Oh, is that true? And ba- and Bruce Wayne comes in and he's like, no, it's not true. He's not sick. He's dying. Oh. Why did you do that? That was a really mean way of doing that, Batman. I'm just kidding. He's not dying. He's dead. So are you. What? <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're going to, though. <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> but Alfred is dying seriously, says yep. George Clooney, smiling like a Novocaine fiend. And, um... Of McGregor's syndrome, which is the same condition Dr. Freeze's wife had. (gasps) Has. Has, because she's also not dead. She is in a glass chamber um, filled with water, which is the medical way of keeping somebody alive. Yes, every 17 seconds she experiences the um, sensation of drowning to death. (laughs) Yes. Constantly. Poison Ivy decides decides to spring Brigadier uh, Freeze from prison. Yes. So... And she seduces a couple of guards, one of whom is hilarious, and yeah, um, yeah lets him out. Bane punches a whole bunch of everyone. Yeah, he, he, he's running with a trolley. There's that bit for you. Yeah, yeah. As people dive unconvincingly over it, and then and then and then Mr. Freeze goes, "Cool runnings." <laughs> anyway, they decide that they're going to try and take out the fucking dynamic duo. Whatever. So, <sighs> Batman asks Robin to trust him. Yeah. Poison Ivy destroys the bat signal and puts yeah. up a Robin signal, which mm-hmm. obviously immediately means, please come to my secret lair that you didn't know about. Oh, meanwhile, fucking Poison Ivy he goes off and kicks the cable out of Mr. out of um, the Right Honourable Freezer's uh, wife. Yes, God, and now she's... Seemingly uh, killing her. Yeah, now she's stone cold dead. <laughs> she's stone cold Steve dead. Oh, man, he's great. So, and she did that in order to anger um, uh, the fucking ice guy. Yeah. <laughs> the blue guy. Yeah, Sir Iceman. Sir Iceman. Yeah. Uh, because he wasn't really angry before. He didn't really have any beef with no, Batman and Robin. No, he, he, was, he was pretty laid back about the fact that his wife was dying. Yeah, and, and that he'd been sort of his chances of saving her had almost been ruined before he knew she was dead by yes. Batman and Robin. He was just going to chill. Yeah, ah, fuck. Oh God, fuck yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> well, well done you. Well done us. Well done <laughs> listeners at home. Well done humanity for yeah. just advancing with technology us. and 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 semantics and language till we got to this point. Yeah. <laughs> so so after that. Dick Robin goes to Poison Ivy's secret lair. Yes, in order to have a bit of a make-out. Yes. He's finally going get to get to kiss a girl. He's yeah. going to learn what a hymen is. Yes, and she tells <laughs> she tells him, oh, by the way, before we make out, re- the Reverend Freeze is going <laughs> to, um, is using a telescope to freeze the whole world. I've yes. got to stop him. Wait, um, let's do the thing I was gonna, you were going to do anyway before you go. I'm pretty distracted now. No, just do it anyway. Yeah. I was about to, but then you said the whole thing. Just come on. Come on. Yeah. She's very seductive. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Get on this. <laughs> Get on these babies. <laughs> Pointing at her lips. Yeah. 
Um, with she, both hands. <laughs> she and he, he does. He kisses her, yeah. and she's like, "Ha ha! You fucking idiot! Now you're gonna yeah. die! Yeah! Ha 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 ha! Ah! <laughs> you're gonna die! Ah, dickhead! Dickhead!" And she's like, "Well, I'm wearing rubber lips, so there's yeah. no way." Oh, fuck! <laughs> oh, you kiss me again? No, no way! Shit! Who'd have thought? Shit! Once I took it off. Such an idiot! <laughs> Batman! <God>. Loser! <laughs> God, Loser! <laughs> Batman was right! <laughs> Batman twat! <laughs> but I was wearing a second set yeah. of rubber lips. Oh, oh. Bane! <laughs> Meanwhile, Alicia Oh, you're the Silver bane Sun. of my life, you are. <laughs> oh, oh. You're the bane of my life. Oh. Um, fucking Alicia Silverstone <laughs> discovers the Batcave. Yeah. Well... Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Um, she hacks into a computer or something because she not, she figures out Alfred's three letter password. <laughs> yeah. As a big goofy smile spreads across her face, as she realizes that the two people she's been living with are Batman and Robin, obviously. So she she finds she finds a secret lair that Alfred programmed because yeah. he's a super plush hack boy. Yeah, Alfred made her a suit. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Not just with- with personalised tits that he lovingly <laughs> sculpted to perfectly fit her budding bosoms. Yes, before he... Thanks, uncle. Um, yeah, before he, he'd seen her as an 18-year-old girl, maybe? Yeah. Like, from memory, as, like, from, <laughs> from a 12-year-old girl. He, he then, like, grew, yes. like, grew her exponentially in his She'd mind. She'd be about as big as her mother by now. <laughs> creepy, creepy English Alfred. <laughs> um, so, so she suits up and we get jiggling boobs. Yep, jiggling and, uh, butt. And <laughs> jiggling uh, crotch, that yeah. was unsettling. And a jiggling vag for all the kids. <laughs> that was one for the dads. That you're welcome, one, you're welcome kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, she oh. goes and beats up Poison Ivy. Yes. Hooray, she wins. In the three, the only three convincing seconds of choreography oh, in I the entire that. film. <laughs> yes. Well, they weren't connected. Okay. You had, you to, had to edit them, them together yeah. in your brain. <laughs> yes. Uh, there was a one. great moment of fight in there somewhere. She fucking joins them as they slowly skate towards the observatory by the way dr freeze and bane have frozen the whole world yeah using a couple, couple more puns with the word ice in them yeah using that telescope and the satellites yeah and he's frozen the whole world yeah and they go and beat him up and stop him yeah and that's that's <laughs> and it. they pull out bane's <laughs> thing so he shrinks back down yeah. to being gary oldman and <laughs> yeah that's just that's just it yeah, Gary. He becomes Gary Oldman from the firm. <laughs> they 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 stop him. They stop Mister Freeze, and they give him a chance to redeem himself to say uh, yes. that his um, their English slave has um, <laughs> Ewan McGregor syndrome, yes. and um, he desperately needs um, desperately needs help. So he, he takes... definitely needs some smoothie to yeah. <laughs> uh, be injected into him. Do you have any? And he's and like, he's... Yes, I have. Yes. Oh, also, your wife's not dead. Yeah. Oh, thanks for that. He says. Oh, yeah. Then that's why he gives him that. They gives him the vials. That's that's it. Alfred's better. Freeze is in um, prison with uh, Uma Thurman. Um, the end. Yeah. Oh, well, they run at camera. Oh, they run at camera. Uh, because uh, oh, Alfred gets better, and he says, "We're going to need a bigger cave so I can hide all yeah. his bodies in." Yeah. What? Nothing. Oh, you're. Oh, I wish I hadn't lived. God. Then um, mm, nice boob cups there. Come here for a for a kiss from your uncle. I think we're going to need bigger cups. <laughs> You can all now. You can all call me uncle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't worry, oh, George Cooley says. Don't worry, he measured all of our boobs. It's just part of the thing he does. Yep. I don't think that's right. It's <laughs> been that way since I was a boy. I think we have a much bigger discussion to have here. <laughs> then George, and that's where the film ends. George Clooney smiles. Dick Grayson goes, "I want a kiss," and then Alicia Silverstone <laughs> goes, "Alfred," and then they all run away from Alfred into the towards the screen. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
and that's the end of the film. <laughs> run really fucking hard. <laughs> They'll never be able to outrun their shame. No. And that's the end of the fucking film. Yeah. Oh, now, Christ. It sounds like we had quite a good time retelling that. Um, I didn't. How did, how did that, how did that re- reflect on them? Um, how did you feel about the film, Paul? Well, it's interesting. Hmm. Joel Schumacher got this job because um, Tim Burton's movie wanted too many complaints about Happy Meals. Hmm. Um, kids were buying Happy Meals with um, the penguin in it. And they were like, oh, I want to go see the movie with the penguin. And then Danny DeVito's awful sex pervert guy. Bloodied sex pervert. Bloodied sex pervert would bleed to death at one point in the film. And parents were like, huh. Yeah. I don't really approve of that, but I guess, you know, this is intended for adult oldie- audiences and I should really have checked that sort of thing out before I brought my child. No, it's your fault, McDonald's. Yeah. And McDonald's were like, oh, fucking Warner Brothers, what have you done? Yeah. And so Warner Brothers, this is a fabulous sentence, Warner Brothers gave McDonald's script approval over the next Batman film. And Schumacher and Ava, Gold- um, Ava Goldsmith? Ava Green. Ava Green got fucking uh that script supervision uh, approval for batman forever and then batman and robin um and he was told throughout to make it toy friendly make it kid friendly make a happy meal friendly it's pretty surprising then that the result is so fucking boring is it (laughs) (laughs) it's my question to you you're making something that's only made to appeal to the sunny d generation why is it so dull? Let's just just say because we didn't dwell on any of the the, the horrible catchphrases, no, the the the, sh- the shitty acting, the co- anything. Yeah. I really hated this film. Yeah, I really disliked it. Yes. Hate is maybe a strong word for a film, but I really did <laughs> not enjoy my filmic experience. I really didn't enjoy myself. Everyone. I mean, the thing is, we've got we're we're the last one. We're not only the last ones to the party. The party left a decade ago. Yes. We've just walked into a room where a party happened once, yeah. found a bit of a cigarette butt behind a cushion, yeah. and now we're both sucking on it. it I, I, yeah, we, we knew that the nostalgia critic had smoked it, and we... Uh... <laughs> he smoked, we smoked it a decade ago. Yeah. His review of Batman and Robin was probably like 2006. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> so, th- this is all very well-trodden ground. So, yeah. I mean, it, this is a hell of a legacy to live up to, mm. is the thing. Does it warrant that amount of ire? Mm. Or was it just the fact that it was... I don't know, the wrong tone. That people wanted a dark, gritty Batman and they made a light one and so people couldn't accept it. Well, we were even talking about the comparisons to Batman Forever. Yes. Yesterday. Yes, we were. And I, I remember Batman Forever being tolerable. A weirdly schizophrenic film hmm. in which you had um, the, the wacky villains, you know, Jim Carrey and Tommy Lee Jones, acting the shit out of everything, hmm. being buffoons. And then you had... Val Kilmer scowling alone in a cave, sometimes mm-hmm. with Nicole Kidman. Yeah. And I remember the contrast, like the dourness of those sequences compared to the, mm. the, the bright visual nonsense of stuff like that gang that all paint their faces bright colors. Yeah, yeah. And I'll say this for Batman and Robin. Tonally, it's pretty consistent throughout. It's pretty fucking nightmarishly high energy, bright colors with a few little pit stops and dull. I can, I can think of one departure from that tone in particular. Mm. And that's when uh, Mr. Freeze remembers that he's doing all of this for his wife who's almost oh, dead. Oh, yeah, with, with his homemade memorial to her. Yeah, and it's just, he remembers that for lo- just for long enough to put out his Al Capone cigar. Yeah. And, like, stop prancing around his ice cave. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's it, it, There is still that tonal yeah, thing. And, and th- there's still plenty of dour scenes in which George Clooney just sits in a turtleneck with Elle McPherson. 
and they talk about how he refuses to commit. What is wrong with Batman and Robin? Okay. Uh, the script? Yes. What's wrong with the script? It's not. It's, it's completely lacking in any sort of intelligent humor. Yeah. Thing to say about anything. It has a couple of yeah. ideas. Like, hey, is Bruce and Alfred's relationship appropriate? But just uh, abandons them. Like, yeah, they're family, even yeah. though he can't leave. Or every every interesting idea is is completely telegraphed. So is there a through line here? Because if if Batman and Doctor Freeze end up doing the same thing. Mm. namely trying to save a loved one with this condition and they're both going to all these extremes that could be a thing about family that could have been a great thing about family and poison ivy is like doing all of her things because she loves plants yeah it's the idea of does the mean ends justify the means yeah. for everyone yeah and you know if if that was there to infer and we missed it then my god joel yeah. schumacher i'm so sorry because <laughs> every, every, it felt like we were being spoon-fed every idea there yes Everything was like, you know, I'm a soldier. It's what I do. You know, it, it, it was just that. Like, yeah. Even, even, you know, t- t- touching scenes be- between, um, yeah. I was going to say Ben Affleck. <laughs> between Batman and, um, I almost fucking said Batfleck. God <laughs> Batman say, and Batfleck. Yeah. For, uh, for Batman between and Batman Alfred. and Alfred, you know, a, t- a yeah. touching scene. It's still just, it's just exposition and, yeah. and then telling each other their character. Yes. What is Batman but yeah. a chance to control? And like, I'll tell you exactly. I'm sure Nolan writes stuff like, he, he fills his films with stuff like that, yeah. you know, stuff like Batman needs to exist because mm. it just it, in some way feels, thank you, <laughs> in some way feels more natural. The, doesn't say. the Joker swinging upside down say something about the unstoppable f- force and the immovable object? Yes, he does. And it's, it's there. It's telling you exactly what it is, but it's it's delivered in such a frenzy from yeah. from the Joker, you know. Yes, you and know. it's with such a visual style. It's not just yeah. a flat shot reverse shot. Yeah, it's 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 not shot reverse shot. <laughs> oh, Batman, let me tell you exactly what you are. So you know. So thing is, I think the reason it's frustrating because he's just telling him things he already knows. There's no crisis yeah. he's trying to overcome here. It's just you're going to die, aren't you? Yes, I am, and you have to accept that. I know. Yeah, that's it's- that's the crux of it. It is literally no. just them saying things they yeah. both know. Yeah. No, I- I- exactly. Yeah. Um, which is just like every 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 conversation that happens in that. So that's what's wrong with dialogue. Yes. Um, yeah, also, it's it, painfully not funny. It's, it's searingly not funny, yeah. yeah it's the, a the, gaping wound of not funny. <laughs> and I don't think kids would find it funny either. I think they'd find it embarrassing. I think I did. Yeah. I went, I remember going to see The Mask in the cinema. Yeah. And I, I remember laughing and having a great time. And I sure. remember jumping down the stairs in the cinema going smoking you know and, and like all the other catchphrases that the mask has and yeah i don't remember coming out of batman and robin saying ice to see you yeah yeah exactly this is why superman works alone you're, you're oh i'm alone my parents left me your pleas of mercy have left me cold or whatever the fucking line is jesus christ yeah just 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 horrendously trite mm. and contrived and mm. that kind of thing even if kids aren't cognizant of it yeah it registers you yeah. know it, it, it like a, a shit film still registers puns are great they're, they're like <laughs> puns can be delicious and juicy like a like a fresh papaya but yes your there's... body is a punderland and you have to leave yourself open to that <laughs> <laughs> and yes those things but yes can be juicy and delicious and tasty and, yes. but but when it's just Here's one. Here's another one. Here's one. Hey, got a pun for you. And another. <laughs> yeah. How about this one? I've got yeah, a bucket with, full of puns. Yeah, with no fucking context. Like, it's almost funnier if the characters didn't realise what they were saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. Had happened. But they didn't. They were very aware. And yes. it was always very winking. Yeah, and but then, it wasn't cool self-aware is the thing. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't like, 
mm, we did another one. Yeah. It was just it was just pun town. And then Poison Ivy with her double entendres and bizarre performance. There were a whole cadre of very good, capable actors in this. Yes. You know, um most of them were like have been in good things yeah. like before and after i mean the the the, the script is almost entirely responsible for, yeah. for their terrible performances because yeah. how do you deliver half of those lines yes but the other thing then is the direction yes the Which joel is... schumacher must have the chris columbus like yeah. disease where it just just sucks just drains everything yeah everything's from it. so tremendously awkward yeah. like, you know i hate fast cutting but the cutting here is so <laughs> slow and awkward yeah and the thing is it's not dynamic yeah it doesn't follow the action um it, it's so flat and there's this real thing when a character gets punched and it's meant to fly through the air yeah they go so slowly. Yeah. <laughs> they move so slowly and it's very obviously wire work. And that's endemic of everything. Yeah. Anything that has to happen happens really slowly and yeah. awkwardly. And unconvincingly. Like, yeah. like, like, wire work is great. I'm a big fan of wire work. We were extolling its virtues in Highlander, the quickening. Yes. And <laughs> it, it can look great. But in yeah. this, it was, they were literally, they were cutting an arc through the air and then they dip like like a plane like yeah. going through turbulence or something. I think the worst looking thing was when Mr. Freeze's um, uh, gun is kicked out of his hand yes. and then flies up and lands on a thing and it lands so unnaturally. It was like fucking Button Moon or something. Yeah, it, just, it takes you out of the action so yeah. completely and everything that has to move dynamically does that. I want to get into this idea of camp because I yeah. see a lot of people talk about oh, why isn't this like... Thank God Christopher Nolan came along and saved the franchise. You know, he brought it dark. He made it for adults. Mm. This film... The thing is, this film was never really geared towards being that. It, was ne- it wasn't It was like... It's like Batman 66. Mm. They didn't try to make a dark, gritty movie and fail. They made what they wanted to make. So what we have to address now is, did they do what they wanted to do correctly? And I saw an interesting definition of camp recently. Okay. The definition was knowing excess. So the idea of camp is, it's like, camp could be like the action movies of the 90s. Mm. It's sort of big, it's dumb, but it knows it is. And it's doing that excess knowingly to get laughs. That's camp. Okay. Is this camp? I mean, I I guess by that definition it's camp, but... I mean, if if that is the case, then it doesn't guarantee that it's going to be any fucking good. Oh, God, no. Because it had silliness. Yes. It had surrealism. It It had all these bits and it had definitely had excess yes but it didn't didn't feel like it was enjoying it it no. didn't feel like it was running with it something that, about it that really feels like it's putting me at a distance like mm. like it's daring you to be annoyed by it mm. like when it cuts to another thing that's just so dumb mm. and it's just or another character who's acting so large like there's a reporter character whose name i can't remember she was in batman forever as well mm. all i remember from batman forever is her line gotham must know yes yeah, oh there's bruce wayne those lines come back to back. That character is there for laughs because she's so big and ridiculous, but it feels... Is she? Aggressive. No, she definitely <laughs> is. That's definitely why the screenwriter and why Joel Schumacher put her there. Ugh. It's really not. It's really unpleasant and annoying. If this was made to be funny and big and silly and so bad that it's good, why don't we enjoy it? Because it, it, it maybe feels like that was their only intention. Mm. They made this film with a demographic in mind mm. and they went, okay... What are, what are kids like? They they like fun. Okay, okay, let's make this fun. So there's a layer of condescension there. I think so. I mean, yeah. if there's an agenda there, then 
it's bad. There is, and it's you know to to make money and to yeah yeah sure. sell things and so on and so forth. Yeah. yeah, and you're going down this very sort of narrow garden path, mm. and every everything was when 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 you sit down to write a page of this, a page of dialogue. Yeah, it's like they were sitting down and they they they're at the desk and they look up and on the whiteboard it's just fun in like big letters <laughs> with like little McDonald's. Flashing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, okay, how's this for fun? And, 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 and it's just that there's no like, yeah. Okay. So let's flesh out some of these characters. So we actually, you know, so, yeah. we, so we connect to them, connect with them and, and have something invested so that when they have a comedy situation, yeah. we can be like, oh, you know, oh, we feel their relief or we, you know, we feel their frustration and it's yeah. funny. You know, there's, there's, there's none of that. You're just setting out to, to have these wacky characters with, yeah. with just, these endless stream of puns. Yes, all um, innuendos. Yeah, yeah, or innuendos. There is a great one when uh, Batman calls uh, Robin Dick, which is which, yes, yeah, <laughs> which was another one for the dads. But <laughs> but for the most part, it's just fun is relative, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> w- w- one person, what one old white man thinks is fun, um, yeah. is going to be different to what a ten-year-old who likes McDonald's is going to think is fun. There isn't a. Gr- I think the reason that so many people responded badly to this is that there is a kind of shamelessness to it but also a kind of um anger to it kind of one mm. the fourth thing i wrote down to mm. about this was relentless i wrote it yeah. after the 12 minute long opening action sequence oh god yeah yeah it, it's just this this it's two hours long for one thing and there's very the times it does slow down it's very lazy most yes. of the time it's just fucking brightly ridiculously colored sets mm. which i'm sure were carefully gorgeously designed by the production designers yeah. and put together well by the sort of people although nothing looks real everything looks like a broadway set oh yeah yeah you know and it's it's brightly colored but there's nothing there i guess it's frustrating they didn't try harder i guess it's frustrating that they looked down on not only the fans but kids and said yes this will do this is what they <laughs> yeah. this is what we need to do yeah to get kids to buy mcdonald's yeah it definitely feels like a case of this will do is there any worth to this film as like a cultural artifact in the 90s because it's brightly colored mm. it's a superhero movie it's got young george clooney arnold schwarzenegger when he was like the height of his powers mm-hmm. and coolio so <laughs> and yes. a smashing pumpkins track at the end so 90s <laughs> i mean it is when i when i when i think of it and i in the past i have said that's that film is so 90s yeah and and i and i mean it in that you know there's a definite bargain bin of the 90s where I just put yeah. most of the things that came out of the 90s without <laughs> thinking about it. Yeah. It's 90s in a bad way. Definitely. For the most part, yeah, yeah. I'd say so. so I'd so... say some of the marketing is 90s in a good way for me. Mm. Like, I saw a production still of Batgirl, Alicia Silverstone, yeah. with her, like, shiny black yeah. visor. Yeah. And it just screamed cinema to me. Yeah. It's, like, when I was a kid, I, I made the distinction between what I saw on TV, which was, like, yeah. Power Rangers and Batman the Animated Series... And what films looked like when they were on the big screen. Mm. And that's the Power Rangers movie where the costumes are radically yeah. different and shinier and sleeker. Yeah. And Batman, where, you know, the cartoon series had, like, everyone wore fabric suits. Yeah. In the movies, yeah. they wore leather or armor. Yeah. yeah. And I think it was important for me as a kid learning what the visual aesthetic of movies were, which is sort of bigger, more darker yeah. even if the tone wasn't i mean the fucking hell the animated series is darker than batman and robin oh god yeah yeah i think that yeah so some of the production design does remind me of that feeling is is there even like 
apart from, apart from the quick fire that we'll get into, is there yes. like one overriding like redeeming feature? <sighs> is there like because you can't say well at least they tried. I didn't like any performances. No, I didn't. Michael, Michael Goff. Oh yes, yes, I liked one performance. Yeah. Um, who again? The reason for that is because he wasn't like I'm Alfred. <laughs> yeah. Oh, some of Gotham skyline I love. Some of the city, yeah, like it's the the design on the observatory where it's made to look like Atlas holding aloft mm. the sort of main building of the of of the observatory. That's brilliant. I love that. And mm. The big the big statue that they end up rolling riding down with, which yeah. seems to be holding up the elevated motorways. Yeah. That's beautiful. There, there are one. There are snippets of that Gotham aesthetic yes. that you know and love. Then they go indoors. Yeah, <laughs> everything looks like a fucking. It's the chill out room of a yeah of a of a nineties rave. I think it's actually a little harmful to get into the idea of this of reevaluating this yeah. film simply because it is so cynical. Yeah, I mean, this isn't the movie Joel Schumacher wanted to make, and I think it's quite interesting at this stage to just have a quick chat about Batman Triumphant, mm. which had this movie done well was going to be the third movie in the Joel Schumacher oh, okay. um, trilogy. And the final one, and he said that he was going to do a darker tone because he made the movie for kids, yeah. you know, and now he wanted to sort of reward the adult fans because he felt he owed them that. So a darker movie mm. uh, is going to have most of the same cast back. <laughs> he wanted Scarecrow. Oh. Pl- as played by Nicolas Cage. <sighs> Man. He wanted Harley Quinn mm-hmm. as played by Madonna. And he wanted more villains in the form of Man Bat. The problematic villain from the Batman universe who is a man who's a bat. But in a more literal sense than Batman. Okay. And Mad Hatter. No no news on who he wanted to cast there. Ugh. So, yeah, a lot of stuff going on. Uh. And he also wanted... He, because the main villain is the Scarecrow, he wanted a sequence where Batman got poisoned by fear gas. Okay. And it got into his psyche, and he had a horrific n- nightmare, a Batmare. <laughs> And in his Batman, he would be haunted by figures such as Jim Carrey's Riddler, uh-huh. um, Danny DeVito's Penguin, and to cap it off, Jack Nicholson's Joker. Which would have been a fucking ice cream headache of a movie. It sounds like the worst film we've ever heard. <laughs> there's no, there's no other word for it. it just, yeah. it just sounds dreadful. Yeah. And and when when you mention the the trilogy, and you know. Yeah. Getting darker. I couldn't help, you know, the, the Batman, the Batfan in me. The, <laughs> you got excited again, I got you dumb ex- motherfucker. Yeah, I got excited because <laughs> it's a Batman movie and yay, I get to see Batman again. Maybe this one will be tolerable. <laughs> Every time, even hypothetical yeah. movies made by <laughs> terrible men. And yeah, this is it. As soon as you, like, every step you went through that, my soul just, <laughs> just got blacker and blacker and just crumbled up into a shitty, ashy glob. Yeah. And... Now I don't have any love it left in me. It felt like excess again. It felt like he was yeah. going to do the exact same thing. So I don't think we're going to be able to swing this around. Unfortunately, Batman and Robin earns its reputation as the worst Batman movie ever made. Yeah. Um, it's it's it is really dire because it was made for cynical reasons, and that ultimately is one of the ultimate poison chalices. Those of yeah. you who are lionizing this and seeing it as a camp classic, just beware because it's very important that studios not think it's okay. To get this lazy. Look at how this movie changed things. Look mm. at how 20th Century Fox saw this movie flop and commissioned Brian Singer to make X-Men. Yeah. That's so important. That started all of this. Well, that's the first good thing, I think. <laughs> that's the first good thing, is this movie needed to fail hard yeah. so that superhero movies could reinvent themselves in yeah. the new millennium. 
It could march forward over the ashen corpse of this film. Also Blade. Sorry, not enough people give credit to Blade and its yeah. role. But yes, that too. True. It's not really superhero. All right, let's quick fire. All Batman movies tend to have a really excellent like opening few bars of music mm. in them. Um, everything from Tim Burton's Batman, of course. Um, to Christopher Nolan's Batman, which is my favourite. Even Batman vs. Superman has a pretty distinctive opening section. And Batman and Robin doesn't let you down there either. Most of the music is very blunt and pretty flat, but the opening theme has just enough of that ominous build to make you kind of excited. Robin suit, considering everything, it didn't look too bad. By everything, you mean the nipples. Um, yes, the nipples and the shitness of the film around it. <laughs> the shitness around the, the nipples. Yeah, the bankruptcy of the uh, the film around it. <laughs> and how Robin's suit normally looks. Yeah. You know, it didn't look too bad. Yeah. I did find it quite comical just how miserable the ice thugs were when they were in the hideout. Yeah. Because they were so unhappy. One of them had like a frozen TV dinner that was still yes, frozen yeah. and it was all very campy and silly, but they were so unhappy. I mean, there's a definite hell there. Yeah. That's hell. That is hell. They're all so miserable. And the and guys hungry. who come in to give him <laughs> cold and hungry yeah. and made to sing. And it's like, why do we follow this guy? This is like the worst Batman villain to be a henchman of ever. It's like being a co-host on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Um, At least the Joker, you know, he'll give you he'll give you a decent meal before he sews an explosive device into your chest. Well, maybe uh, he's not so bad, actually. <laughs> <laughs> when uh, when Doctor Ice throws uh, throws the guard up forever, you know, he goes up. He, he throws his guard up. <laughs> he at the beginning of the film. Yeah, yeah, and he and he rises into the air like that little girl yeah. in that Simpsons advert for Miss Springfield. <laughs> he turns around and he's got his gun and he starts walking off. And only then, then and only then, does the guard fall with a kind of whoa. <laughs> actually made me laugh yeah um i don't know if we actually really spent enough time talking about uma Thurman. she was definitely one of the more actively annoying parts of the film really a fixer-upper but with a certain homey charm ah a minus current tenants yes (laughs) but I'm, 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 i'm in complete agreement with you yeah she's definitely very annoying but i will say she is kind of breaking somewhat the conventional role of women in these kind of garbage movies mm. uh particularly the role of michelle oh not michelle pfeiffer fucking michelle pfeiffer's the oh my god was she trying to do michelle pfeiffer she might have been trying to do michelle oh, i mean her origin Christ. her origin is in this it's is similar. the same basically yeah just take minus one christopher walken yeah plus one not Sub- andy dick subtract cats and <laughs> add plants and there you go you've got yourself a poison you got yourself woman. a poison ivy oh yeah. god yeah that's bad in that case, I take it back. She's <laughs> just copying Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, One good thing rescinded. I really liked some of Alicia Silverstone's bits. She had a, like a vulnerable goofiness to her mm. sometimes. Like when she discovers, you know, who Batman and Robin are. Yeah. She's cracked the code, the, the three-letter password. <laughs> um, yeah. 
you know, she, she has this like endearing little smile, and yeah. there are times, you know, when I thought, oh, you know, she kind of feels like a real person here, even yeah. though the lines are shoddy. The, there's yeah. like emotion in that in the face. Yeah. And that was what was missing from a lot of other people's faces. Oh, just emotion, <laughs> emotion. You need to deliver the lines and also look like you're breathing. Yeah, they should have tried to CG it on. <laughs> they should have tried to Peter Cushing it. <laughs> there's a scene where George Clooney rocks a fucking turtleneck blazer combo. Because he's always been a dilf. Even yeah. back in the 90s when he was... He was probably... Well, 21. Was he? he was 21 at the point of making this movie. 36. Oh, fuck me. Okay, he was well into dilf territory yeah. then. Dilf zone. If we're, if we're on to uh, clothing and accoutrement. Yep. Bane's driving hat. Yes, Bane's driving hat. I have that on my list too. It's, yeah. And it's... You know what? It's a joke, clearly, yeah. that the creators made that yeah. made us laugh. Yeah. The idea that Bane would have a little hat, a little uh, fedora. For, drive, for chauffeuring... <laughs> Uh, poison ivy and there is there is a later again it's an out it's an apparel gag yeah um when they um i think it's commissioner gordon is speaking to batman and he's like we we have a picture of poison ivy and bane um about to board a plane in something something yes and they're standing there and looks it looks like um a fo- <laughs> it looks like a, a snapshot from casablanca yes on on, on the runway it's a bane they're yeah. all in like yeah like fur coats and like there's old timey sunglasses you could hide behind. Yeah. These two sight gags just out, out of nowhere. Yeah, that actually works. And that, I felt, spoke towards the spirit of the film that they were trying to go yeah. for. Or that, you know, if they were trying yeah. to do something, that would have been it, which is the idea of excess as funny. Yeah. Which kind of and, feels like the 50s Adam West style Batman, which they could have done. <laughs> yeah. You know. if, if you ground some things, if everything's ridiculous, then nothing is. Yeah. To misquote The Incredibles, you know, if, 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 yes. it's comedy 101. The rotating shot of Freeze with the dancer in the glass. Yes. When he's, he's looking at it and, you know, ruminating on his wife. Mm. And the camera just circles him, basically, and it gets closer as it, as it turns around to his face. Yeah. And he holds this pose. And there's a real, like, good moment of acting there from yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger, which you don't often see. But no. it's there, and it's in his, it's in the facial expressions yeah. a lot of the time. I, I really like the way that um, Schwarzenegger looked when out of costume. Not when he's yeah. in that big, ridiculous, dumb-looking, over-designed oh, really? silver costume that actually leaked battery acid into Arnold Schwarzenegger's mouth, which I'm sure helped his performance. <laughs> um, no, uh, when he's out of the costume, like yeah. when he's imprisoned and he's just wearing his vest, I kind of mm. like his, like... His his appearance, which yeah. is frailer than you're used to seeing Arnie. Yeah, yeah. My my favourite shot was um, a close-up of Poison Ivy blowing love dust at Gordon. Oh, I remember that, yeah. There's a very... It had a very Darren Aronofsky feel to it. <laughs> it was it was, it was was a, clo- a slow, slow motion. motion. Very clear, though. Yeah, exactly. It was... V- like, the clarity was... There was, like, light effects going off in the background that yeah. gave it... That gave it that... made me think of, like, the fountain and, thing, mm. and things like that. Yeah. Um, and it was... Just really well put together shot. Yeah. But it was spoiled as soon as the CGI dust <laughs> entered <Yeah>. my life. <laughs> um, I really like that this film doesn't feel the need to retell Bruce's uh, origin story again. God, yeah. 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 Which is something that, you know, Batman forever felt the need to do yeah. in flashback. Yeah. There's no, there's none of that in this. It's just a, a, an in medias res, Batman is Batman. Yeah. Town knows him. He's well established. Here's a story about it, which you don't get too often. And I, no, I like that. It's one of the yeah. things you know that makes the Dark Knight so great. The last, the last one was okay. The, f- the film finished at exactly nine p.m. when we were watching it. <laughs> as as it as it cut to black, the second hand ticked around to the sixty second mark. <laughs> just as it cut to black, yeah. it was eerie. It was just gorgeous. What a gorgeous world this is, Paul. 
<laughs> what a wonderful world we live in. I think it emphasises just exactly where our attention was paid to as well. <laughs> so we weren't the only couple of OGT boys and girls um, looking out one good things about Batman and Robin, were we? No, we weren't. We, Because of a very poorly worded tweet by my colleague... Hello. You guys thought that we were looking for you to tell us the one good things as well, which we weren't and we never will. It's our job. But we will Dips. be doing this now every time because yeah. it was actually quite a good idea. Yeah, it was interesting. So thank, uh, thank you, Serendipity. <laughs> Admit One Movies podcast says, it's the only time I recall George Clooney not looking smugly comfortable in his role. He looks smug throughout the film. I would, say, I, I, that... would, I would say smug. It's, he's smiling a lot. He's smiling a lot. He's smiling a lot, guys. <laughs> um, inappropriately at most at most things. Yeah. Being braided, put down, <laughs> arguing. Uh, Neil Anderthol, uh, which is my good friend Neil, and yeah. Neil Anderthol. It's a toss-up between all the nipples and butts, Schwarzenegger's endless punning, and the Nostalgia Critic review. Although, dot, 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 and then he's sent a picture in of the uh, back card, back credit card. Ah, yes, of course. Which is, is a lame, lame joke. Yes. But... But the expiry date is forever. Which is great. Which I really enjoyed. <laughs> Christopher Bond at Bonding Chris uh, says the only appearance of Batgirl in a live action Batman feature film. That is very true. And actually, yeah. I'd really love to see a, a better <laughs> Batgirl rendition. Alicia yeah. Silverstone was actually fairly self-effacing saying, you know, oh, I think I could probably do better at it now, you know, and yeah. have another whack at it. I would like to see her reprising her role in Killing of a Sacred Deer. Yes. In, uh, As in Batgirl. a Batman role. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very choice tweet here from Besotted Geek at Besotted Geek Pod. Uh, it got Joel Schumacher ousted and led to Nolan and a much more serious take. I mean, yeah, which is as what we we've said. been through. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, last one then, John Townley at JR Townley. Uh, the fact they resisted to make an ice pun out of Coolio's name during his cameo. Oh, that's true. And that that's very awkward. <laughs> yeah, but they did resist that, and, and so they had here's some that, restraint. At here's least. that twenty-year-old me, Coolio. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Well, Cool, coolio as ice they could have said you can have that one for free anyway let's move on to the next segment in this incredibly um bloated format yeah um the one better thing the one better thing so the up- upshot of all of this is that batman and robin is a bad film so my one better thing is batman <laughs> just take your pick really you got the yeah. adam west 50s incarnation was genuinely yep. funny and, and ran no- with Knows what it is and isn't condescending to anyone. Yeah, it ran with the silliness, and this was stuck rutting in a ditch of puns and one-liners that don't mean yeah. anything. The Burton Batmans were wonderfully atmospheric and surreal with characters and gadgets that were yeah. made for capitalist consumption. You know, <laughs> if that's the way you want to go. Yeah. Um, and then you've got the Nolans for me, the peak. I don't peak, think yeah. it's even a case of us growing up with them, but back at a time when there was a yeah. definite divide between comic book movies and legitimate <laughs> theatre, Nolan bridged the gap with these sophisticated and conceptually yeah. tight barnstormers. You know, yeah. some of the most memorable performances of any movie today. Yeah. But yeah, but back to the whole Batman general yeah. thing. The soundtracks are usually incredible. Yeah. The, the cast list is always just excellent. And, yeah. Well, it's Batman. It's a just good yeah. story, good characters. Indeed. And yeah, this is an, anom- an anomaly. Yeah. Do you recommend to our listening few that they check out Batman vs. Superman over Batman and Robin? Yes. <gasps> Absolutely. Wow. Because, I mean, go back to our <laughs> yeah, first true. episode, listen, listen through. There yeah. is a lot of good stuff there. Yeah, true. Especially in the extended edition. You don't want to hear me say that, but it's true. In the three-hour yeah. di- edition, <laughs> there is there is, there is is a lot of good stuff there. Mm. We need um, an extended edition of Batman and Robin. No, we don't. <laughs> we never need that. Never need it. Um, okay, so you went along the sort of superhero lines and had yeah. a good superhero movie. I've got a bit weirder. <laughs> mm. I was thinking of Camp. Against the Grain. 
I know. I was thinking of camp. Yeah. And I was thinking of, like, what makes good camp action? Stuff that is excessive, but so excessive that it's good. And I looked into this, and I realized that 1997, the year that this movie came out, there were two great camp classics. Okay. And they have quite a bit in common. Hmm. Two word titles and a certain star. The first one is Con Air. Starring Mr. Nicholas Cage as Cameron Poe, <laughs> yes. a man who is put on a, a flight full of convicts on his way home. Only the convicts, led by Cyrus the Virus, yeah. What's it? Do we know his surname? Cyrus the Virus. Yeah, the virus. T- virus. Yeah. Um, T- Cyrus T. Virus, um, played by John Fucking Malkovich, mm-hmm. um, leads a full mutiny on the plane. And Poe and his best mate and a female prison guard are caught up in the mess and they have to escape together. Yeah. Um, and the same year, um, Nicolas Cage played Caster Troy and Sean Archer <laughs> in Face Off. Yes. Uh, with, uh, John Travolta in which he, pl- uh, well, in which John Travolta plays a, um, FBI agent who, yeah. in order to go undercover to find out where the comatose Caster Troy, the ultimate terrorist, has hidden a bomb, he has to go undercover to a prison disguised as Castor Troy, which he does by wearing his face. As you all would. In a high-tech way, not in the low-tech way your dad did to your <laughs> uncle. Um, and yeah, they're both... They're both. I mean, Con Air is a campy sort of action movie, fun classic. Mm. It's kind of a fun movie. Face Off, on the other hand, is a sort of action movie classic with mm. real emotional weight behind everything that's yeah. going on and it's a legitimately great movie i mm. think but both movies i think epitomize the idea of excess um as a real resource <laughs> and they're both funny yeah. and kids will love them i loved them when i was a kid yeah god completely forgot to mention that i grew up with face off <laughs> yeah that was I one of my I've favorite s- films as a kid i think i saw them the same year they came out yeah uh, you know or soon after and like so around the same time as batman and robin and it's yeah. great blew my kid mind <laughs> and that was the one better thing the one better thing thank you for listening to one good thing yes thank you indeed sirs and ladies <laughs> you can find us uh, on twitter and facebook at OGTPod. you can send us an email at OGTPod at gmail.com you are already listening to us so uh, you know we're available on itunes and well done good podcast apps yes well done indeed you are <laughs> clever people i'm very proud of yourself <laughs> But if if you haven't subscribed, do that, and also leaving a review would really, really help us. Ah, oh. just even if it's ten words, it would really spread the butter onto our toast. It would all over our toasts. Oh. Yeah, thank you to TV and Space for for recommending Batman and Robin. Yep. Um that really was shit. Well done. You know, <laughs> you know your media. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. You noticed that. <laughs> yeah thanks for that everybody that's tv in space uh at tv in space yes my novel dockhead is available on amazon in paperback for 5.99 yep if you like any of the things that i've said um especially the existential and the sexy bits mm-hmm. then uh this novel will be for you do check it out dockhead yes and if you're interested in film reviews um i my reviews are going up on screen mayhem i think they finally caught up on putting up my um film festival reviews which ended last sunday you can get a good glimpse of um all the great films you've got coming up ahead uh in that article in particular my top 10 uh favorite films of the festival which really highlights some of the great treasures that are coming out soon and also there'll be an interview coming up soon because i'm interviewing the director and music composer of roller dreams Mm. uh, one of my favorite films of the festival so yeah keep an eye out for that until then i'm paul salt I'm Paul Goodman. And remember, the one good thing about the Batman and Robin is the scene where the Batman, Bruce Wayne, and Alfred sit down together 
and talk to each other about death and meaning and all that other stuff. Just try not to listen to what they're actually saying.